Hello, everyone. We're back with another episode of LMS Cast. I'm Joshua Millage, and I'm joined here today with Christopher Badgett. And today's going to be a little bit different because we're talking about learning styles and why they're important to consider when you're building an online course. Everyone learns differently. Some people are visual, some people are kinesthetic, some people are auditory, some people are some combination of, of a little bit of all of it. And so you need to keep this in mind if you want to have a truly impactful course. If it's just all text, you might be missing out on someone who learns visually. So, Chris, with that, let me throw the ball in your court. What do you think about this, and how do you take all these things into consideration? Well, I think first let's talk about those styles you mentioned about visual versus auditory and tactical and tactile or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we can end with a later in this episode about people who kind of take a big picture top-down approach and others who take a bottom-up step-by-step roots approach. Uh Uh, But, but if we get into like visual versus auditory and kinesthetic uh, the way you can do that in an online format is visually, obviously you can use video in your content. Uh, Mm -hmm. You can have that same lesson also be an audio Mm -hmm. and it could be a, a recording of the same thing, which is great for the person Let's say they're a kinesthetic learner and like to be moving, but you know they could plug that audio into their earbuds and go for a run. Um, mm-hmm. Some people like learn better while they're like moving. I totally the, do. <laughs> the other, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's podcast. That's why I podcast, right? When I'm running, I I, I soak up that information. And a little caveat story, but my mom was a teacher who um, she she had a gift with kids that had you know, learning disabilities and things. And one of the things that people that had ADD, you know, she would just recognize they had excess energy. So she'd have them walk around. And I, I actually definitely fit into that category. Mm-hmm. And so in, in college, I would go to the gym and read my textbook when I was on that treadmill. And I would retain so much more information than if I was just sitting, you know, like all kind of like pent up, you know, it doesn't work for me. So I think, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's good to have that ability for the, the, give your course that ability for that segment of student that learns that way. Absolutely. And some people are more cerebral. So if your main course content is a video, you make an audio version. Now you have uh, an audio format of it without the distraction of video. And then uh, some people just like to read. So you can have a transcript or, or write out the cut, you know, what the video is all about or have a, have a download where someone can download it and then not be online to consume that content. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's just so many different ways you can go. And as a general rule, whenever possible, I would just encourage people building a WordPress learning management system to deliver your lessons in multimedia format like that. Yeah, and I think one of the things that I've learned, uh, and this is just a simple way of doing it, is if you can record a video, have that recording available in audio, and then also give them a transcript so that they can read it. Like That's just a very simple way of, of putting all of those pieces of the puzzle together immediately. Now, one of the things too, is you can find, uh, this is like a little, another little trick or hack (laughs) is that, uh, I, I have a group of writers that I can tap and I give them a transcript and then they actually, you know, make it into real language because I don't write how I speak to you. You know, I'm using slang and things, but they'll actually take it, flush it out and make it into a, 
you know, a lesson. And so, um, and you can find those people on Odesk or Elance and you, you know, type in like editor or, um, you know, you find some amazing grad students with like, who just need some extra cash. They're, you know, they're really good at writing, you know, little pro tip there. Look for people that have, are like English majors. <laughs> they're yeah. perfect. And, you know, it helps them out and they, they enjoy helping you because they're actually doing something that helps a business grow or helps a, a course spread. Um, but it's, it's not that difficult. It just takes a little bit of time finessing the systems. Like I record the video. Okay. Then I have my editor give me the, the MP3. I put that on SoundCloud or someplace to host it put the video into YouTube and host it there. I go to Rev and get a transcript. Then I take the transcript, put it out to the Odesk person to make it into something that's, you know, readable, put it all together in the back end of your, you know, Lifter LMS plugin is what we would recommend, of course. And, uh, and there you go. You know, it's, you see, you take one form of content and you put it on all these different forms and, um, that works really, really well. So, but of course I think the more time you spend considering those learning styles, the better. Too. Yeah. And then let's also t- touch on kind of a big picture versus a bottom up approach. Mm-hmm. And and this is actually true for the teacher and the student. But for the for the student, I would encourage you when you think about designing your online course, you can use prerequ- prerequisites and lock down the progress through your material. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can even put quizzes, you know, in the way of that progress and that sort of thing. Uh, that's kind of like the traditional ways of doing things, but I think there's a little bit of a, a large segment of the population who doesn't learn that way. Mm-hmm. They actually like to jump around, yeah, and, and, or maybe even start with the last lesson, and then they'll go to the middle, then the back, and then they'll fill in the gaps. And right. their their learning experience—that's just how they like to learn. And I think it's important to think before you lock it down in a more waterfall step-by-step approach. But if somebody is more in that step-by-step preference they can just go through it that way as well so you give people the option yeah i think it's true i mean it's it comes kind of back to course design too and is it a linear style or is it more of bits and pieces and chunks and things and um it's all it's all strategy you know and i think uh i think in future episodes it'd be cool for us to just dial in different strategies and explain the course design i think is a really interesting topic area that as we're as we're recording this right now i'm like that would be interesting but of course we want to hear what people want to learn too so you can always reach out to us at joshua at lmscast.com or chris at lmscast.com and so um yeah we want to want to hear from you but i think this has been uh this is a really good episode to get people to consider these learning styles and not to just go into you know there's no reason to be one dimensional you know Absolutely. And it's true for the teacher, too, when they're creating a course. And we actually designed our Lifter LMS software around this concept where if you're a teacher, uh, some people might want to, let's say they ha- this is their first time creating a course and it's all just kind of in their head. Mm-hmm. You can start with lesson one and not even know where you're going. And then I'm just going to do lesson one. Then I'm going to do lesson two. And by the time I get to the end, I'll figure it out. Some people think that way. Other people they'll just create, it's all done in their head. They create the course first, then they create, you know, the lessons and the sections. They write all the titles in there and then they go back and they add the content. Mm-hmm. So, th- so the software can adapt to different ways of, it's, that's more of a, you know, course creation style, but it, it perfectly mirrors the, uh, the learning styles. And the same is true for 
maybe a lot of people are intimidated by video, so they prefer to do an audio. Mm -hmm. but, then you, but then, so you do your audio first, and if you do want to bulk out your multimedia format, you can then hire somebody to do a, to get on video and like teach your material and put mm -hmm. that in your course. It doesn't always have to be you. Mm -hmm. And like like we talked about in the uh, before is is you can do the same thing with transcripts and getting the written format. Right. So you can start with any one of those and then where you're strong and then figure out how to do the rest either yourself or outsource it. I completely agree. Well, I, I think that's a huge nugget of wisdom that people can take and and apply right now, even in whatever system they're using. So I hope that people enjoy that and use that and start considering the different ways people learn. And, uh, you know, it's really out of respect for their students. So cool. Well, any, any final thoughts for the, the crew? Yeah, I'd, I would just close it out and say, we're talking about learning styles and engagement with different styles is really important to us at our core. But there's another, if you need a little motivation to do the extra work to factor all these learning styles, uh, it's very true that having, uh, multimedia formats increases the perceived value of your material. 100%. So you can often charge more money at that point. So if you need a little motivation to do that work, uh, considering raising the price of the course because of that value you're adding is a, is a great little side effect of, of accommodating learning styles. Awesome idea, man. You're always giving these like last minute, like takeaways that I, I that's so true. I mean, you know, you can raise the price there and, and the value because you're giving more value. So awesome. All right. Well, that is it for today and we will see everyone next week.